0: any question? Okay, we have a question. Okay, what's your question please?
1: Thank you. Um, I know that uh, during the first session you spoke about uh, the importance of uh, having uh, just that one vision and focusing uh, on that uh, vision and not having too many uh, things that would uh, distract you. Mm -hmm. I was just wondering though, because I have read somewhere that it is also important to have uh, different streams of income. Mm -hmm. So I would like to know where that comes in or is there no conflict there?
0: Okay, Uh, that's that's a good question. Uh, Yes, it's important to have different streams of income it is important to have different streams of income. But in having different streams of income, uh, there must be one major stream of income. Uh, Now, I think sometimes we have misconception when we hear the word different streams of income. Uh, The word different streams of income does not mean doing different businesses or doing different things to generate different streams of income. It could also mean that, but it does not necessarily mean that. I'll give you an example. Now, uh, fuel, let's say, let's take diesel, for instance. Diesel. Out of diesel, you can have many other products. Many other products. So, from those other products, you can generate different streams of income, right? But let's go to scripture basis on this. When you look at Genesis chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2 from verse verse 8, Genesis chapter 2 from verse 8, I read. Now we're going to look at the different streams of income. It says, and the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he puts the man whom he had formed. So the garden is the mainstream of income. Notice that. The garden is the mainstream of income. And he put the man in and verse 9 says, And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. And the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So that's another stream but it doesn't end there. Look at verse 10. It says, and a river went out of Eden. So from the same Eden, from the same place, there are different streams of income coming out of there. Verse 10 says, and a river went out of Eden to water the garden. So that's another stream. Now at this point, this is about the third stream of income. It says, and from thence it was parted, and became into four heads. So from one stream, other streams of income are coming out. Can you see that? First he planted the garden of Eden and then out of the garden, things grew from the ground. That's another stream. And then from there, we now have a river And that river is split into four heads. So that's another four streams of income. Now look at what these four streams of income produces. Verse 11, it says, The name of the first is Pison. And what does Pison produce? It says, That which is compiles the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold, So out of these four, number one, comes what? Gold. Verse 12. It says, and the gold of that land is good. There is bedlium and the on stone. So that's another stream of income. Bedlium and on stone. So there is gold. There's bedlium and on stone. And then verse 13. The name of the second river is Gihon. The same is that compares the whole land of Ethiopia and the name of the third is Hedekel, which goeth towards the east of Assyria and the fourth river is Ephrates. So you can see that from one garden there are different streams of income. There are different streams... Well, this is why I'm saying that it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do four or five or ten other things to generate you those streams of income. Are you following me? Now, uh, I'll give you an example. When we started the church, the church is the main stream of the income, right? And then out of the church, we started podcasts. <laughs> We've started youtubing other things. We've diversified, we, we've produced mugs, we've produced T-shirts, we've produced CDs, we've produced DVDs. So these are different streams of income. It's one thing. there is a one major one, but then that same one major thing produces and generates many streams of income. So different streams of income does not necessarily mean just one, or sorry, does not mean uh, having four or five different things. You can generate many streams from just one thing. You, You can diversify it and expand it and generate streams differently. I hope I've answered your question.
1: Yes. Hello. Yes, I think you have uh, answered me uh, fully because I can actually see. I mean, from my own line of business, mm-hmm. how the other streams of income uh, come, come in. in. Yes, because the main, um, the main stream mm-hmm. uh, is the uh, is the care work. Mm-hmm. But then, from that care work, mm-hmm. I can actually see that instead of just providing a care staff, you yeah. can also provide, you know, uh, domestic staff. That's right. You can provide uh, kitchen staff that's and right. all, you know, to that one unit. That's so those right. are the other streams that that's somebody right. can actually look at. That, that's right. So yeah, you right. have answered me. Thanks. So,
0: so uh, I think that's where many people, when they hear there were different streams of income, means I have to do different things. And sometimes that's where people lose focus. They lose focus and they want to do so many things. And that's where we hear jack of all trades, master of none. You know, you want to do everything and yet you are stretched. You know, the human being is designed in such a way that they can be a master at just one thing. Mention a name, Usain Bolt, Running, Tiger Woods, Golf, Mike Tyson, Boxing, Bill Gates, Microsoft. Do you see? So, yes, major in the one thing, I use Coca-Cola as an example. When they started, all they've been doing is that a black drink, Coca-Cola, for years. But now they have diversified into water, into other areas, and so on and so forth. You know, So uh, different streams of income doesn't necessarily mean you have to have five, 10, or eight jobs. If you have the capacity to focus, praise God. You, know, you can go ahead and do it, okay? All right, any other question? And then we'll go into the second session and start straight away. Any other question? No? Excellent. All right, uh, the sec- in the second session, we're gonna look at a few things. Uh, we're gonna look at stages of the business. Every business will go through stages. We're going to look at the stages of the business. The first is what I call the start-up stage. The start-up stage. Because if you don't understand the stages of the business, then you will misappropriate the stage where you are. The stages of the business is number one, the startup stage. The startup st- stage talks about when the business starts. When you start the business. The startup stage is different from the vision stage. The startup stage has to do with. The day you actually started. For instance, the day this, vi- this church, the vision was given to me by God many years ago, but it only started on the fourth of January, two thousand and nine. That's the first startup stage. Now, the startup stage is a very delicate stage. Unfortunately many people go for big loans to start their businesses and then once they go for a big loan and they start the business what happens is the business starts struggling now remember every business has its own start startup style and unfortunately when they go for the loan They don't invest 100% of the loan into the business. The first thing they go and buy is a big car. (laughs) They buy a big car, they want everybody to see the CEO of X and Y Limited International, and they want everybody to see that they are driving a flashy car. No, that's wrong, that's wrong. Buying a car with a business loan is creating more debts for the business. The startup stage is not the stage where you take salary. You don't receive salary. Invest everything back in there. Remember I told you about the communication center I started? I never took a salary. I never paid myself. I wanted the business to grow and to expand. So I invested everything. So don't don't spend at that stage. The second stage is what I call the storm stage. The storm stage. The storm stage is when all kinds of storms hit the business. Because remember, people are trying to find out what you're doing. And it's not everybody that is happy with what you're doing. So they will send storms to you. They will send storms your direction. So uh, let's just say you sell hair. And there's a big company around here that knows you sell hair. They'll start publishing negative things about you. Negative reviews. And these days, a lot of businesses function based on reviews, even churches. They function based on reviews. So they'll start writing negative reviews about you, that your hair is not good, your hair gets bent quickly, all kinds of things. So these are storms. When the storm comes against your business, how do you handle it? the early stages of this church, a storm came. But nobody knows that a storm came because you have to be a master at knowing how to control the storms. The storms come to test your vision, whether the vision will stand or not. The storm comes to destroy what you are trying to achieve. So, the storm stage is not, it's not the place to run away. And most of the time, many people run away f- at that stage. They quit. They give up. And many, many, many businesses have a one to three year lifespan. One to three years. Many businesses that start, they wind up within three years. If you're able to stand a storm one to three years... You go far. Even churches have years of storms. There's a first three year storm. There's a three to six year storm. There's a six to nine year storm. And then there's a nine to 13 year storm. All these years have storms. And in in addition to that, there are cycles of months of storms. I know which months in this church people misbehave. So what I have done is I have put there to prevent the storm from coming in times of prayer and fasting. <laughs> <laughs> to spiritually awaken people. There are certain people who, who, whose attitude changes in certain months and I have observed on one, on two, on three occasions, I call those people and tell them this and this is your behavior at this time of every month. If this continues again, then consider yourself not part of this vision. It's important. You have to know the stages. of Because if you don't know when the storm is coming, you'll be caught ungathered. The, the disciples of Jesus, when they were going to the other side, the storm arose against them. And he started screaming, Master, cares not that we perish? And he was sleeping because he knew what stage the storm was going to come. So he said, Peace be still. So you have to know the stages of the storm. And the purpose of the storm is to destroy the business. And if you don't know the storms that are coming against you, you know, lack of ignorance. For lack of knowledge, cause my people are destroyed. The third stage is what I call the development stage. Now, when you move away from the stage of the storm, you now get into the development stage. This is where people now begin to see you. The business is developing. It's expanding a little bit. Uh, The business is known by a thousand people. It's known by 10,000 people. It's developing. It's developing. And then the fourth stage is the stability stage. Now, from stage one, which is a startup, the storm, and the development, the business still hasn't, it's not still stable. There'll still be storms in between. There'll still be what? Storms in between. There are certain seasons, you have more customers. There are certain seasons, you have less customers. There will still be storms. Know the seasons of the business. And then it moves to the stage of stability where now at this stage of stability doesn't mean that there will be no storms or there will be no inconsistency. There will still be, but you have a longer period of stability. Stability. Or your level of stability will outweigh and overpower the level of instability and storms that are coming against uh, your business. So you enjoy a long period of stability where you have more customers, you have more money coming into the bank, you're not worried about, you're not thinking about overdraft. You're not thinking about bounce checks. You're not thinking about uh, paying your staff. You're not worried about that. You're sleeping at night. Because at this stage, the business is stable. It's stable. The stability stage can be deceptive. Many people think that once the business is stabilized, it means the business has grown or expanded and they stay at that level from the stability stage there is another stage called the growth stage the growth stage the growth stage now is when the business is expanding more and more and more and more it's when you are now taking territories you have branches You are branching into nations. You are branching into other cities. Are you following me? Don't just have one one store, one office. You have more staff. You have more offices. So this is a growth stage. The growth stage can also be deceptive, thinking that this is all I can achieve. No, that's not all you can achieve. There is more. There is always more. There is what? Always more. After the growth stage, you move to the expansion stage. That's the sixth stage. The expansion stage. The expansion stage is when the question arises how far do you want to take this business? How far? How far? Is it just a business you want to do just for yourself and your four family members? How far? How far do you want to expand this? How far? (laughs) Don't just be happy where you are. How far do you want this business to go? Psalm 107, verse 23 and 24. Psalm 107, verse 23 and 24. It says, They that go down to the sea in sheep that do business in great waters. Listen carefully. They that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters. Verse 24, it says, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. How far do you want to take this business? Remember, deep calleth unto deep. How wide do you want to expand? There is room for expansion. That's why you need to have a big vision. Have a big vision for the business. Let the business outlive you. Let the business outlive you. Go into deep waters. Do business in deep places. Take what is in the house. Take it out. Take it out. Take it out to the playing field. The only people who see the works of the Lord are, and and His wonders are those who go deep. Your business is having an income, an annual income of five hundred thousand pounds today. It can go deeper. You can expand more. And don't be don't be scared to expand. I am not scared to expand. I am not. I am not scared for this church to expand into other places. Bigger and better. Don't be scared. Don't be scared of criticism. People will criticize you whether you're small or big. You might as well be big. Make bold decisions. When someone asks me, what is the purpose you have planted a church here? Is because we have come to take over. You say, are there no other churches, praise God, there are, but my number one aim is to come to take over. To see everybody in Crawley come to solution. Everybody, including those from outside, come to this church. And everywhere God plants me, that is my mindset. That is what mindset. And your mindset will take your business far. Listen, your mindset rules your business values. Your mindset rules your business values. If your mindset is just personally to spend, to spend, to spend, you will never have any investments for your business. I always say this. If you can't save when you are earning 10,000 pounds, if you are earning 10 million pounds, you will never save. It's a mindset. I call it the Parkinson syndrome. The more you get, the more you want to spend. Today you are earning 20,000 pounds or today 500,000 pounds is coming into the business. You have a a five-bedroom nice house, but the moment... 20 million start coming in annually, you want to change your house. You want to change your car. You want to buy a helicopter. You want to have a private jet, even though you don't travel. You want to have a private jet, what for? And put it in a hangar? What for? You don't travel. You probably only travel five times in a year. What do you need a private jet for? You don't need it. The fact that everybody has it doesn't mean you need it. You have to understand where you are and where you are going. Are you following me? At the stage of this church, I can decide to take any salary I want, but I'm not. I am not because I have to understand where I am going. My vision is that even 100 years, if nobody gives, this church will still run without the giving of people for 100 years. So that means there must be an investment, a savings for 100 years. <laughs> That's why there is, I'm not under any pressure. I don't, have you, have you ever seen me take an offering in this church? never ask my pastors who take the offering I've never told them you need to emphasize today tell the people they must give or they die no never (laughs) never I'm not under any pressure no 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 under any pressure at all because the church have saved up Hundred years. Hundred years. And I'm trusting God if Jesus tarries, we'll move it to a thousand years. Yeah. Yeah. You see, you have to understand that your mindset rules your business. I wear virtually the same shoes every Sunday, nobody notices. Even if you notice, you don't, if you say it, it's a cup of tea. It's not that I can't buy shoes. What is shoe? That's not my vision. I remember I wore the same suit for years. And then there was one day I, for, f- I wore the same suit for years. One day I wore one new suit. I came and then one member noticed She's here now. She said, oh, today I'm wearing a new suit. <laughs> I said, okay, okay. <laughs> praise God. Oh, it's, it's not on my cup of tea, praise God. Are you for, it's not that I cannot buy. I can buy as many as I want. But that's not my vision. I heard something very interesting from one of the pastors that leads the largest church in the U.S., Joel Austin. He he was being interviewed uh, not long ago, I think a year ago. And the wife said he has always worn one shoe for 15 years. One shoe, same shoe, not different, same shoe for 15 years. And I said, you see, people's understanding about ministry is wrong. They think because the pastor has a big church, he can wear everything. No, that's that's not his vision. I've worn this shoe for, now that I'm saying it, you are seeing it. I've worn it for, I mean, I have just two shoes that I wear, black and brown. That's it. Now, tomorrow when I come to church and I say I need shoes, every member of mine should buy me shoes, come on now. I won't have a place to put it. Or if I come tomorrow and I say buy me shoes, will you not buy All you ask me is, what's your size? If I say my size is size 10, you ask what color do you want? Do you want the one that's mouth is like fish (laughs) or crocodile or snake? I'll get all kinds of shoes. You have to understand the vision and you have to understand where you're going. Don't spend everything. When you're on top of the mountain, when the business is stable, Don't use every money that comes in. Don't use every money that comes in. Don't spend everything that comes in because you will not be on top of the mountain forever. The valley season will come. When the valley period comes, you must have Enough to cushion you to the level of the mountain. They that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters. Great waters talks about deep waters. You can't catch a shark on shallow waters. Can you? No. Deep sea. The deep calleth unto thee. That's why they see the works of the Lord. The only people who see the works of the Lord are those who go, who see his wonders and his works are those who go into the deep. So expand the business. Always look for means to expand. Expand the business. Expand it. Move it from your house like that communication center I started. Move it from your room to an office. Now, this church, when we started, for years, I was operating a church office in my house. For years. For years. It's not that the church could not afford to pay for an office. But for years, a church was operating in my house. As an office. For years. We only got an office for the church. I think two years ago. Only two years ago. So for six years. The office was operating in my house. For six years. Can you see? So move that business from that back boot of yours, your back boot of your car, move it to somewhere where it is visible that everybody can see. Expand. Don't be scared to expand. The next stage is what I call the sacrificial stage, the seventh stage. Now, (laughs) the expansion stage can be tricky. Your expansion stage You could think that this is a time for me to now just spend what I want, live how I want. You can live in a big place. You can live in a big house. You can live anywhere you want. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you have to also learn to sacrifice. Never pay yourself the salary that you think you're due. Never pay yourself the salary that you think you're due. So maybe assuming your business is making a profit or an income of two million pounds a year, right? Two million pounds a year. Don't pay yourself 200,000 pounds a month Maybe you deserve 200,000 pounds a month. But don't pay yourself 200,000 pounds a month. Well. Pay yourself maybe 5,000 pounds a month. And say, ah, oh, 2,000,000, 5,000. You are not thinking about yourself. You are thinking about generations. Sacrificial. <coughs> What I pay my staff on hourly basis is more than what I get. (laughs) That means I pay my staff more. Does it make sense? I pay my staff more than I pay myself. (coughs) I pay my staff more than I pay myself. You have to learn to be sacrificial. They might not know it, but you are the one sitting behind and you know what comes in. If they misbehave, let them know, I pay you more than I pay myself. You want to see a proof? This is the pay slate. This is how much I get. This is how much you get. And don't always give everyone that comes to you and ask for a raise, a raise. And don't give people a raise on emotional basis. Oh, I think this person is suffering, is walking to work. Yeah, let them walk. Let them walk. One of the key things I never do is repeats the same mistake twice. I don't help people in the same area twice. If I buy you a mobile phone and you crash it, I won't buy you another one. <laughs> never. I won't buy you another one, never. Because you've told me you can't take care of the first one, so when I buy you another one, you won't take care. Of. So never give people raise or pay people based on emotion. Have a clear-cut guidelines that governs the business. Are you following me? Clear-cut. Clear-cut. Because human beings are human beings. Today, Today they'll be nice. Human beings are what? Human beings. Today they'll be nice. Tomorrow they'll not be nice. So now if you... You increase their salary the day they are nice. When they are not nice, you can't reduce their salary. <laughs> Before you increase their salary, make sure, make sure they have ticked all the marks that they deserve. Don't reward incompetent don't reward incompetence sacrificial stage sacrificial stage learn to sacrifice people might criticize you say oh look you know do you know employees are very funny and interesting people. Employees are always looking for better options somewhere so don't always have you not noticed that every time employees people go on strikes requesting for demanding for better better pay right or wrong there'll always be and if an employee Sees that every month five million pounds comes into the company every month and you are paying them a thousand pounds a month they say you are being unfair they'll say what you are being what unfair you are a wicked boss but they don't know where the, the, the business is going they want you to give them all that money now. And even if you give them all that five million pounds, they will still say it's not enough. <laughs> I deserve a better working condition. So understand these stages. And once you understand them, you'll go far. Quickly, what are the core values of your business? What are the core values of your business? Because without a value, your business will go everywhere and anywhere. What are the core values of your business? Romans chapter 12 verse 11 says, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. What are the core values? What are your values? What are your values? What, what does this business stand for? What do you stand for? As a church, the vision of this church, we have core values. I have core values. One of the values is I will never manipulate any person. Never. Never. With my preaching or with my lifestyle? Never. And there are a lot of all kinds of people out there today who will manipulate people just to get what they want, to aid their, their lifestyles. But you have to understand you know, the importance of having core values. You know, what are the values of this business? Do you invest in lottery? What are your core values? Because the business is gonna expand and go into investment. Where do you invest your money? Will you invest into areas where abortion clinics are, are built? Companies that are into abortion? Core values. Would you invest in, in pills that terminates babies? Core values. What are the values of your business? Will you go into gambling? What are the core values? So you have to be careful what investments your company invests in. Not long ago, I think a couple of years ago, the the new... Archbishop of Canterbury uh, criticized heavily this payday loan service providers. You know, those who will lend money to people and they'll demand 3,000 interest, 5,000% interest. You know, those companies, you know, when you, you are in need, you go and borrow 500 pounds and then before you realize that 500 pounds is increased to 8000 pounds and he criticized them heavily and then an investigation was done not knowing the church of england was investing into one of these payday loans company they were loaning money from the church and using it for these services and when it was realized He regretted and he had to retract his statement. So you have to be careful which areas your company is investing into because that is is a lack of integrity. You can't criticize something and be supporting that same thing. You understand? So what are your core values? This church will never, 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 ever go for a grant from any source of lottery. Never. That's our core value. One of our values is I will never ask for support from any institution. That's our value. Because God is our only supplier. Supplier. You understand? You have to understand. And I know there are churches who go for lottery grants to aid the growth of the church. That's wrong. If you preach against lottery, you cannot take money from lottery. Next, do you believe in cheating your customers? You see that Christian business I went to with my laptop? He didn't understand the market research, charging 75 pounds. doesn't understand the values of Christianity. Don't cheat people. Now, how many of you have ever wondered how come shops like Poundland are making billions of, of profits each year? Their prices are low. So the more people come in, the more profits they make. Don't try to make all your profits from one person. Sometimes, even if you buy that product for, let's say, 50 pounds, right? And take into consideration your cost that you have incurred, your shipping cost, Everything and it's come up to 55 pounds, right? And you want to sell it. Others are selling it for, let's say, 100 pounds. Sell it for maybe 56 pounds. Make one pound profit. They say, what are you talking about? If you can sell that product to one million people and you make one pound profit, that's one million pound. you have to understand values you don't have to make profit from one person there are some people I will never some pastors I will never invite them to this church ever again never again you know the reason because their mind and motive is all about how much money I can get from this pastor never So, if you cheat your customers, they will never come back to you again. They'll never come back to you. Offer a cheap product, but offer the best service available on the market. Have you not noticed sometimes you go into pound land, you're going to get something for one pound. That's your mind. And then, by the time you come out, you spend twenty pounds. Yes. You went for one to spend one pound. By the time you come out, you've spent fifty pounds. Mm-hmm. They've made more money from you. That is the secret. Many people don't understand it. This is why, in my preaching, I don't put or in allowing people to serve in this church, I don't put tithing as a priority. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are some churches if you don't tithe, you cannot serve are not in this church, you can serve, I'll keep preaching, one day you'll get it, that's why there are more people in this church, it's not about the tithe, praise God, the tithe is not what will take you to heaven, the tithe will open the windows of heaven over your life financially on earth, but it will not take you to heaven, so why do you want to use the tithe to stop people from coming in? There are certain things I will never repeat in this church, never, because I've done it once and it has not worked, so I will never repeat it. That's why my preaching is not focused on money, 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 no, but the church is blessed. God has raised up generous men and women to give. Nobody coheres anybody in this church to give, nobody, nobody but this church is blessed. So don't always think about how much you're going to make. Think like pound land. If you can make one pound profit and get a million people, that is one million pounds profit. (laughs) Somebody will get this one. Somebody will get this one. And this will open the doors for somebody across the globe. Also, look for ways you can source your products cheap. Look for ways you can source for your products cheap. There are many ways these days you can get the same thing, very cheap. Same things. If you are in the airline industry, for instance... Which I know some of you are. If British Airways is selling a ticket for to Dubai for $599, and you are de- buying it from British Airways, sell that same ticket for five five ninety eight point ninety nine or sell it for five ninety eight. Bear the one pound cost. Compare with your client. Tell them, look, British Airways is selling it for $5.99. Go and check it yourself. But you, who is doing the business, sell that same ticket for $5.98. Bear the one pound cost. Someone might say, but that's a loss. No. You have retained one customer that will give you many more customers. And that one pound that you have lost, you will gain it. It's wisdom. is simple. Very simple. Don't allow money to stop your business from expanding. The third thing you have to think about is what is your financial integrity, financial integrity of the business. I said that already. You can't be lending money to what you criticize. You know, don't lend money to what you criticize. Don't be slothful in your business. Don't be lazy. Be fervent in spirit. Be fervent. Be serious. Be diligent. The back seat is not for you. The front seat is for you. The next thing is your investment portfolio. We spoke about that earlier. Your investment portfolio. Expand the company, expand the business, expand it. Always be in the expansion mindset. Have you never ever wondered, there are more people in the church, but every Sunday I ask people, invite people to church. Have you ever occurred to you that, ah, is this pastor not happy all these people, sometimes you don't have a place to fill people, to put people to sit down. He's still asking us to invite more people. Yeah, that's a mindset. Always have a mindset of expanding your business. Investment portfolios, increase it from one, from two, from three. Go into other areas, explore other areas, explore other countries, explore other ev- avenues. Go into franchising. Don't stay where you are. Don't stay small. Think big. Go big. Do big. The next one is generational legacy mindset. Have a generational legacy mindset. Let be at the forefront of whatever you do. That's your business. Don't just think about yourself. Me, myself, and I, the unholy trinity have a generational
1: legacy
0: mindset. Have a hundred years generational me- legacy mindset that this investment, it's a covenant, nobody touches it. One of my mindset is I never sell houses, never. I never sell lands, never. Houses, lands, I never sell them. I buy them, but I don't sell them. There's a covenant in this family. None of my children, my children's children's children, will ever. There's a covenant on the land. The covenant is we never sell land, we never sell houses, we never sell anything. All we do is we buy lands, we buy houses, and they are in the Sebiji generation Forever. And by the time Jesus comes back, we'll have the whole world. (laughs) The whole world will belong to us. The streets that your great-great-grandchildren will be walking on will belong to Segbiji, Segbiji Street. (laughs) And I'll be taxing people. When you walk on the street, you pay one P. Yeah. As generational legacy mindset, The properties might not be doing well today. Don't sell them. Land increases in value. Houses increases in value. No matter what. Don't sell houses. Buy houses. Don't sell them. Buy lands. Don't sell them. No matter how pressured you are, never sell houses. Write this down. No matter how pressured you are, As for houses and lands, when you own them, you never sell them. Leave it as a generational legacy for your family and put it as a covenant. Nobody sells this house. Covenant, eternity, never to be sold. So that your great grandchildren will never fight over properties. Nobody will go to court and be fighting. This is my grandfather's land. We have to sell it. No, no. You don't sell lands in this family. We buy, but we don't sell. The next one is the integrity of the business. I spoke about that earlier. That you cannot, you know, criticize something and be lending to it. The integrity of the business is very important. What do people know you for? Do they know this business as a business that operates in transparency? Is it a business that cheats people? Or is it a business that helps people? One of the key foundations of our life is, my wife and I, is in terms of the church, I've always said that nobody will ever live this church, if that is if somebody decides to leave they will not leave because of us if they stand anywhere and say something about us they are lying it's a lie nobody will leave this church because of me or because of my, you say, my wife did this or I said this, I did that no, no, that's why I'll only preach what the Bible says If you don't like it, it's the Bible. (laughs) It's not me. I can't come and preach my own philosophy now, can I? So, it's important to understand what the business integrity is. Now, your individual integrity will always reflect on the business integrity. And then last but not the least is engage in the covenant of financial open heavens. Engage in the covenant of financial open heavens. Engaging in the covenant of financial open heavens means learn to get your business to tithe. The same principle that works for an individual works for companies. This church tithes. We tithe into other major and bigger ministries. Not, not once in, a, in three years. We tithe consistently. Sometimes our giving is beyond human understanding. We tithe and make sure we are tithing It's not the responsibility of the accounts, the financial team to tithe on behalf of the church. It is my responsibility so that there can be an open heaven over the ministry. That's why this church can never lack. Never. Never. Satan might not like it, but this church can never lack. Never, ever, ever. Because I have caught the secret to what works. The church tides. We tied into major, major churches. Major churches. Someone will say, but these are bigger churches. Why do you tied into them? Remember the principle in Genesis chapter chapter 2 or chapter 3? The river. One river flows into the other river. The streams of income. So now, if you want to be big, you have to learn to f- allow others to flow into you. It's very important. A covenant of financial open heavens over that business. Open heavens over that business. Tithe consistently over that business. Abraham, when he went to war as a company, when he was coming back, he tithed into Melchizedek. And that tithe opened the gates of heaven for Levi, who was in his loins. Understand that this works in business, in individuals. Don't be a company, a business. And and I can give you, there are over 100 Christian businesses that tithe. The Marriott Hotel, they tithe. J.C. Penny was a tither. Rockefeller, a great tither. Name them. Colgate. Colgate tithe. Colgate that you use tithe is it Avion is there a company called Avion Avon, Avon. that's skin product Avon the tithe that's why they are making it these are values some of them the owners are dead and gone but these are covenant instituted they tithe faithfully Tithe faithfully. Go and research companies that tithe. And you'll see. And you see these are big, big companies that are making it. Big, big companies. God is going to open the heavens over you. Amen. Your business will flourish Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. There was a man in the Bible called Job. He was so great. uh, He was a great businessman. His business was known in the East. Even God knew him as a man of integrity. Even his wife knew him as a a husband of integrity. When Satan appeared before the children of God, when they appeared in the presence of God, Job chapter 1 and chapter 2, Satan came to tempt Job. And you read read it later and you'll see. Satan said, Job is serving you because of your of of your blessing. God said, No, 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 no. This man understands me. So understand how kingdom principles work. And kingdom principles are no respecter of persons. Be a business of integrity. Start small. Seest thou a man who is diligent in his business. He'll stand before kings. And not mere men. And I pray that your businesses will expand in the name of Jesus. Your business will go global in the name of Jesus. God will expand you on every side in the name of Jesus. God will give you wisdom. Wisdom that will help you to expand that business in the name of Jesus. That business will not struggle. That business will not die. That business will not suffer In the name of Jesus, you will expand from one level of glory to another level of glory. Expansion shall be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray the heavens open over your business. I pray God gives you wisdom so that you will not lack any good thing. Not long from now, your businesses will be global. Your businesses will be global your businesses will be global. I ask God to open the heavens over you to give you favor. Favor where you need it. Everywhere you go, God will go ahead of you. Nobody will destroy your company. When enemies come, God will hide you. The glory of God will hide you. God will destroy those who want to destroy you. In the name of Jesus, your business will not die, it will flourish. Your business will not die, it will flourish. You'll go from one level to another level. God will expand it from your house to the high streets. In the mighty name of Jesus. God will expand you from one nation to many nations. From one nation to many nations. In the mighty name of Jesus. So shall it be. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And amen. Did you receive it? Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the beginning of many more to come. Amen. And please remember, faith without works is dead. Go and do what you have heard. And God will bless you. Amen. God bless you. Let's rise up on our feet. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for all the businesses represented here. Let your name alone be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to encourage you, the forms, have we filled it? If you haven't filled it, please take your time, fill it. Uh, If you can submit them tomorrow uh, for us, that will be really helpful. Amen. Just tell us as much information you can tell us on that form, and that will help us to, we want to come up with a a business directory. We'll do this again. This is not a one-off thing. We'll do this again, and I believe, God, that your business will move to another higher level after today in Jesus' name. We love you, and please remember to invite someone to the special Mother's Day service tomorrow. God bless you.